0: I am, uh, I'm looking forward to this morning, and I'm looking forward to what God's Word has for us. Uh, years ago, uh, Bob Dylan wrote, the times are changing. Uh, it doesn't take much to verify the truthfulness of that phrase these days. If 2020 taught us anything, it's that we are living in a world full of rapid change. Uh, Mr. Dylan was right. So how does that make you feel? As you move into a new year, you know, the, uh, the celebration over 2021 was short-lived, right? Uh, I, I, saw, I saw a few memes on uh, Facebook and Twitter that were pretty funny. Uh, I've enjoyed my seven-day trial of 2021. I would like to get that back. I'd like to exchange that back. It's how a lot of us are probably feeling at the moment. But How does it make you feel when you think about the good things that happened to you in 2020 that you didn't expect. And then you think about the things that were difficult, that happened, that were bad in 2020 that you could have never anticipated. People come, people go, jobs come through, jobs are lost, presidents are elected, laws are changed, foreign countries threaten, family members are born, family members die, and rarely do we have a lot of control over those types of situations, How does that reality prepare us as we move into a new year? Life in this ever-changing world. Only 10 days in, we ought to know that this year is going to be filled with changes and uncertainty. Gains and losses that you will look at one day and have to admit, I have no control over this. What are you going to do? How are you going to respond? To whom will you go? How will you survive? To stir our hearts, really, this is not so much a sermon as it is an exhortation. And what I mean by that is, is normally I would I would look at a passage of Scripture and I would explain it piece by piece. Uh, I, I'm i going to warn you, I may get a little excited this morning. Uh, exhortation kind of tends to be that way where you you just kind of exult within the message of what's happening, and so I'm just preparing you for that Uh, because it is a very short passage of scripture but it is very very deep and so uh, if you have your bibles i would invite you to look with me at hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 and if you would not mind standing with me out of respect for the reading of the word of god we're going to read it three times hebrews 13 verse 8 In fact, many of you will have it memorized. Some of you will have it memorized before you leave today. This is God's word to us today. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. You may be seated. Let's pray. Lord, you are good. I ask that you would stir our hearts with faith and hope as we consider your word today. We bless you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' holy name we ask and pray. Amen. So it's it's kind of tough jumping into a verse that's at the end of a book. And uh, uh, our, our brother, Andrew Brown, is going to be preaching next Sunday from similar places here within the book of Hebrews. I'm going to go visit some friends in, um, in Kentucky. Um, but to give you just a little bit of a context for understanding a little bit of what's going on in the book of Hebrews and why we're looking at verse 8, I want you to know a little bit of what's going on in this church's life. This was a church that was growing old and tired. They had very little resolve to keep moving forward with strong momentum. In fact, the author of Hebrews compares them to kind of the gentle trickle of water in a stream compared to the former rushing river that they used to be. There's no sense of urgency. And so he comes to the conclusion of his letter in chapter 13, where we find this morning's passage. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it makes us ask a few questions. The one question we have to ask is, who is Jesus Christ? Like, what does it matter that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever if we don't know who he is? And this is where the exhortation aspect of it comes. And for those of you that are going to want to try to take notes on all of these details you're going to want to try to get this online next week at copperfield.church you you can try but you're probably not going to keep up and that's okay just let the word of God and the truth of his word wash over you who is Jesus Christ? I want you to consider the portrait that the book of Hebrews paints of Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, we are told that Jesus Christ is the eternal Son of God who upholds everything by the word of his power. In Hebrews 2, 5 through 9, we are told he is the reigning Lord over heaven and earth. In two fourteen through 18, he is the one who destroys Satan who possesses the power of death In Hebrews 3 and in Hebrews 4, we are told, as as Pam mentioned at the beginning of the service, not really knowing, I don't think, what I was preaching on, is that the theme of Hebrews is that Jesus is greater, specifically in Hebrews 3 and 4. He is greater than Moses and he is greater than Joshua because he brings the people into a promised land that they cannot be removed from and he gives them a rest that no one can threaten. Jesus, the greater one. In Hebrews 5, 7 through 10, we are told that Jesus Christ is the source of eternal salvation for all who trust in him. In Hebrews 8, we're told that Jesus is the mediator of a better covenant based on better promises than the old covenant, the Mosaic covenant. And then in Hebrews 9, verses 11 through 14, he is the great high priest who perfectly and once for all appears before God and secures eternal redemption for all who put their trust in him. This is who Jesus is, according to the author of Hebrews. He is the one who, by the very word of his power, upholds everything. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. That means that your very constitution this morning, as you sit in this room, is being held together because of the word of the power of Christ, Isn't that amazing? If Christ were to withdraw his word, we would dissolve into nothingness. And yet he sustains everything because he wills for it to exist. He's the great high priest that's entered in before God. And so that when we come before God with our brokenness, with our problems, with our sin, that we are not consumed because God the Father is satisfied with the sacrifice that the great high priest Jesus has brought on our behalf. So we ask the question, what impact, if you're taking notes from the listening guide, the second point is, what impact should the person and work of Jesus have on us? It's a good question. We see this and we ask, what's the overarching question or the overarching message of Hebrews 12 through 13 that's following the first 11 chapters of the book of Hebrews that is giving us a picture of who Jesus is? This is what we are supposed to be able to do, the impact that Jesus is supposed to have on us. Christians, according to these passages, are to run the race of faith. They are to endure hostility. They are to receive discipline. They are to strive for peace With everyone, strive for holiness, destroy bitterness, flee sexual immorality, be grateful for salvation, love one another, be hospitable, honor marriage, keep themselves free from the love of money, and praise the Lord. That's easy enough, right? That's the expectation spelled out in Hebrews 12 and 13 in light of the Jesus that's been presented in Hebrews 1 through 11. So we go, well... How could this be possible? How how does everything that I'm supposed or expected to do relate to all of who Jesus is as he has been revealed to be? How could this possibly happen? The readers of the letter of Hebrews and we ourselves will only be able to fulfill these expectations that I have enumerated if the one who saves us if the one who works in us is, note this, he's changeless. He's changeless. For these Hebrews and for us, chapter 13, verse 8 in the book of Hebrews was not simply a doctrinal statement, it is a matter of life and death. How so? Well, think about it for a moment without Christ faithfully representing us before the Father, we would constantly live in fear of whether or not God was angry at us. How how do you function in that type of world where you're thinking, you know, I don't know if the fire has gone out in the tabernacle and maybe this morning the priest has fallen asleep and he hasn't made an offering for, for my deliverance. And so now I wake up wondering, is he mad today? And I never have to worry about that because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, And forever, he does not change. He does not take a day off. He continues in the glory of his person and his work to continue to be my high priest. And God is pleased with him. I never as a believer, you as a believer, never have to wake up and wonder, I wonder if he's mad today. All disgust. Rightly so, justly so toward our sin was poured out on the sinless Savior who willingly said, I will take the righteous cup of your wrath and I will drink it until it's empty, till the cup is dry. And instead of those people being handed a cup of wrath, they will be handed a cup of your salvation, a cup of your joy, never having to wonder, is this safe? Is it safe to be in his presence? Is it safe to pray? Will he hear me? Of course he hears us. Jesus never takes a day off. He ever lives to represent us as believers before his father. Without Christ being the source of eternal salvation, we would not see heaven. We would fall away. Yet he is faithful to keep and see us to the end always promising to complete the work that he began in us, according to Philippians 1. Without Christ, we would not even have the strength to put to death the bitterness and the envy that we deal with on a regular basis. Furthermore, we would have no example of what true holiness and peace look like. How could it be possible that we would be expected to run the race, endure hostility, receive discipline, strive for peace and hope with everyone Strive for holiness, destroy bitterness, flee sexual immorality, be grateful for salvation, love one another, be hospitable, honor marriage, keep themselves free from the love of money and praise the Lord. How can we ever possibly do this? It's because the one that empowers us, that enables us, according to Hebrews thirteen eight, he does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and what? Forever. He is the only hope that I could, in any possible way, enjoy these benefits. Here's the reality in 2021, I'm gonna be a prophet for you, okay? That's dangerous, right? I'm gonna prophesy a little bit about your 2021. More than likely, you will lose some friends and family. You might lose a job. You might lose some sense of security. You might lose all sorts of things. You will not be able to predict what's happening. You will not be able to predict the types of changes that will come. That's my prophecy over your life, is it's going to be very uncertain. But it's not all negative, too, because in 2021, I have another prophecy to make, which is that you might become rich, and as I'm praying... And asking God, we might see this church grow exponentially. We might meet new friends. We might gain new family members. We might have all sorts of things added unto us. We simply cannot predict what's going to happen. What types of change is going to come? Except for this one thing. Here is what I would speak over our 2021. One thing that we can be sure of. Jesus Christ he does not and he will never change as the book of James and the old hymn would put it in him there is no shadow of turning he will continue to be the Lord of the universe He will continue to destroy the work of Satan. He will continue to be our great high priest. He will continue to provide for his people. He will continue to sustain us, and he will continue to never leave us or forsake us. And because of this, you and I will not be consumed why? Because he is faithful. He is constant. He is unchanging. And all of this compels us to run the race before us. It emboldens us to call others to trust in him. Why? Because the one who has accomplished eternal redemption for us and for all who believe in him, he does not change. The weather changes. Our careers change. Christ does not change. And this is good news. This is such good news because of what he is unchanging and what he is doing. Are you overcome with fear this morning? Do you ever find yourself full of anxiety while you're watching the news and all around you your soul gives way? And you start to wonder, what is going to happen? I don't, know. I don't know how this marriage is going to end. I don't know how these kids are going to turn out. I don't know what my boss wants to meet with me about next week. Isn't that miserable to get that email? Hey, I'd like to visit with you. About what? The national championship or my job performance? The weather or whether I'm going to have a job? Do the ever-changing circumstances in this world cause you great anxiety? Are you like these Hebrews tempted to give up and just coax through the rest of your life because you're overwhelmed by how fast this world is moving and how quickly you are getting behind? You feel behind? Does your life feel out of order? Do you feel like your world is caving in, like you're sinking, like you're drowning, and like there's nothing constant in this world? Take care. You can trust the unchanging Christ. You can trust him. For Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today. And forever. Would you trust him? Would you trust him with all of the things that you were trying to bear under your own strength this morning? And say, you know, he's right. I don't know what's going to happen except for this. I can trust the unchanging Christ, he will not move. you put your trust in him? Have you said, all that he has revealed himself to be is what I want him to be for me? The good news is, is he, he doesn't change, and so his offer is available. Turn and trust him this morning. Would you pray with me? As you reflect on the message this week, feel free to reach out to our staff by emailing care at copperfieldchurch.com. We would love to hear from you and pray for you. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and our other podcast, Equipped for Good. Thanks for listening.